The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello. Today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about how we made our first six figures from a list of less than 2,000 subscribers. Do you know what? Every couple of weeks on our coaching calls that we do inside our membership, The League, someone who's fairly new to the group, because they wouldn't do it if they've been around a while and they've had a bollocking from us, will say, <laughs> I've only got, you know, hello, my name's Derek. I sell gardening supplies and I only have a list of 50,000 subscribers because <laughs> everyone thinks they've got some minute list. However, we are going to talk about if you've got what you feel like is a small list, like a couple of thousand or a few hundred people, how can you really seriously make some money from that? We are. But before we get into it, if you would like our list of the top 10 books that we recommend to improve your email marketing, that's just one of the resources that you'll find at emailmarketingheroes.com slash resources. Now, when this episode is over, we don't want you to feel like you're all alone and trying to figure out, but what about my list? So come and hang out in our free Facebook group. Tell us what you're working on. Tell us what you do. Tell us how big your list is, all of those things, and get stuck into the training and the resources. We'll all talk about all of this stuff. Just go to Facebook and search for The Email Marketing Show Community, or if you've got a web browser handy, you can go to robinkennedy.group and it will just forward you over to the group from there. This man has a relative with 13 middle names each one named after every player on a European football team. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. Beat that. And he's very happy, very happy, very, very happy with this new pair of Fit Flop Slippers. Little plug there, Fit Flop Slippers. Not a sponsor. It's Psychological Mind Reader Kennedy. Oh, but they're so comfy. There's a little pad at the front, a little pad at the back, a little bit of arch support. Now, when you said Fit Flop, it took me a few minutes to realise, and then it dawned on me. My stepmum, who is 78, wears Fit Flop. <laughs> oh, no. She's a classy lady. She's a classy she lady. She is. That's true. It's true. Does she really? Like, genuinely? Genuinely, I swear down. Mine are brown. <laughs> Hello, yes, this is the show where we give course creators, coaches and membership site owners everything that you need to use psychology-driven email marketing and be the email marketing hero of your business. And we do have a brand new episode every single Email Marketing Wednesday. (laughs) You've got to drop this Email Marketing Wednesday thing. It's not going to catch on. Folks, whatever you do, don't post Email Marketing Wednesday on on social media just because we need to show Kennedy this is a terrible idea. Please, please show your support. Hashtag Email Marketing Wednesday. It's the longest bloody hashtag anyone's ever seen. seen. Also, do us a favour while you've got your phone in your hand. uh, Hopefully it's your phone, that's in your hand just there. Um, Then uh, please uh, hit the subscribe button and make sure you don't miss a single episode of the show. Tell you what you can post on social media, though. Whip a photograph of yourself, a little selfie or a screenshot of this episode if you haven't done your hair today, and uh, share it on Instagram or Twitter, and then just tag us at Rob and Kennedy. Let us know what you've been listening to and what your big aha moments are. Aha moments are lovely. I love what you did there. Everyone seems to think that they've got a small list. And it's a funny thing because we all get a bit like, oh, how big's yours? How big's yours? It's about one of those like uncomfortable situations. And we've had people say, 
I've only got a list of 20,000, not 80,000. And we've, we've had some people say, oh, I've only got a list of 70. And we've seen people in both camps do really well. And we've seen people in both camps making no sales whatsoever, like you with your five and a half, six and a half thousand subscribers that you built up back in the day, Rob. And you made 12,000. Twice that many, 12,000 subscribers. And it, it, it is a definition of it's not the size, it's what you do with it that counts. It's true. We've had people promoting our offers before with enormous email lists and for some reason just didn't really generate many sales. Other people come along with a tiddler of a list. They send out an email or a couple of emails and they eclipse the guys with the big list. In fact, we've got a few friends who have really, really what you might consider to be genuinely small lists, like a few hundred people, but make really, really great income from that. It's all about that relationship you have with them, but it's not just the relationship with your list. There's a few more things you do have to take care of, including how are you training your subscribers? Have you attracted the right type of subscribers? Have you got your authority set up? I'm going to make a bit of a confession, and that is I genuinely have no idea how many subscribers we have got on our list. It's true. I mean, you never log into the email marketing platform, really, do you? Very never. rarely. And when you do, you don't go and look to see, go and see how many subscribers we've got. You just log in, send an email, log back out again. That's that. Yeah. Yeah. I've got absolutely no idea how many subscribers we've got. And I'm just not, it's not because I'm like being clever or anything like that. It's because it's, what is that number going to do for me? Absolutely nothing. The number that I care about is I've sent an email or I've put a new automation, a new campaign out there. I'm going to have a look at the bank balance. I'm going to look at what, what what happened as a result of that campaign. How much did we make from the number of people that it was sent to? Never mind the size of the whole list. So the whole point of this is to actually build. Like, look, you can't pay the bills with email subscribers, right? You can't get any credit from the bank. Oh, I'll, um, I'll secure it against my 3,000 subscribers. I mean, no one's going to take that, are they? No, and I think there's a really interesting thing where loads of people are panicking about not having a big list and therefore they think I'm going to focus on building a big list or you know maybe not having any list at all. So they think I'm going to focus on building this enormous list. So I'm going to spend loads of time. Let's just think about this for a second. I'm going to spend loads of time and or probably both loads of money building a ginormous list without testing that they're the right kind of people that I can actually sell to and they want the offers that I've got and I've got offers that they want. And I'm going to do that rather than build a really profitable business with a really small list that really works and then dump a load of people into the top of it because that's really sustainable. If you build a a, a business that's really profitable with a few hundred or a few thousand subscribers and then you take it to, you know, flood with Facebook ads or YouTube ads or whatever other traffic method you want to do, that's going to scale really, really well compared to, again, building this massive list, wasting loads of time without any proof of concept that they actually want to buy your stuff. And we'll go back to that idea we've talked about a few times on the show, Rob, which is if you've only got a few subscribers and you're a bit nervous about doing email marketing when you're first start, starting out or you're first changing things around to maybe adopt some new ideas, is if you've got a smaller list, let's say, then at least it's less people to get it wrong in front of. You know, that's right. the other great thing. And you can refine it and dial it in, as you said, and then grow it. Because, like you say, if you've got a few people you get, you get it dialed in with, then you can, you, you know your numbers. Like, you know that. Every person who comes in turns into this amount of money. So then you know that big answer, that huge question, which we wish we bloody knew, which is, how much can I afford to spend on 
ads or how much can I afford to spend on getting somebody to do content for me or or whatever it is. You've got the answers to those questions because you know what a subscriber is actually worth to you, which a lot of people don't. And you can, you can figure that out from the beginning, which is awesome. Yes, you're going to have other things you have to consider when you get a larger list later on as well, in addition to, but that core thing is never going to change. And the reason we figured this out is because honestly, when we first started out, we did a shit job of growing our list for ages. Like, we were shocking at it, which is why we had to learn it right in the trenches and figure it all out. And most of the stuff that we learned from so-called gurus by paying thousands for courses, we just could not get... I mean, Rob and I notoriously can't get the stuff that we learn, like the stuff that we've been taught and we've bought courses on. We notoriously can't get that stuff to work. Like, it's almost like a joke and go, yeah, I know everybody says it works, but it doesn't work for me. Like, that must come up every couple of months. We must have a conversation that starts off with that. And basically, by doing that, by by doing a shit job of growing our list, we actually had to just make the most out of what we did have and not focus on the stuff we didn't have. And of course, along the way, we learned lots of huge lessons. Don't do that. People hate it when you do that. People get angry when you do that. Ooh, people quite like it when you do that. And we just did more and paid attention to what people in our world love. What people who, the kind of people we attract are different types of people. Like the people who listen to our podcast are not the same people who listen to other, to particular other people's podcasts because you jam with us and you gel with us. So, and some people like good podcasts, (laughs) but here's the other big thing. The reason we had to figure out the best way of monetizing the small list we did have is honestly, not just because we weren't very good at growing our list, but we didn't have much money to actually spend at growing it. So everything we did was about how do we make the maximum return, the maximum amount of money so we can pay for our lives, have a nice time, pay for our staff. How do we make the maximum amount of money from the small things that we do already have? And that forced us to actually get good at this stuff. Yeah. Now let's talk about the first kind of thing you can really do to start making more money, whatever size list you've got right now. So whatever size list you've got right now, I want you to think about it as a small list for a minute, even though we'd normally tell you not to. Think about it as a small list and say, right, how can I make the maximum amount of money from this list that I possibly can? And when I say that, I don't mean it in this, how can we extract cash from their wallets? I mean, how can we help as many people as possible, deliver as much value as possible and be rewarded really handsomely for that? Hmm, Handsome. So the first thing you want to do is start emailing more often. Now, obviously this is a thing that we talk about a lot. And a lot of the time you go, oh, but I can't email more often. My list are going to hate me. Here's the thing. If you've got a list of, say, a thousand people and you email them and you get like a 25% open rate, that means that 250 people are going to see your message. Now, compare that to if you had a list of 100,000 people and you email them, you're probably not going to get a 25% open rate. Open rates tend to decline as lists get bigger. But let's imagine you got a 20% open rate. That means that 20,000 people are seeing that message. Now, do you think you're at a disadvantage if only 250 people are seeing your email versus 20,000 people are seeing your message? Well, of course. So how can we start to counteract and get more... uh, higher percentage of your list seeing your emails. Well, the truth is email more often because if you send an email today and you get a 25% open rate, 
and then you send an email tomorrow and you get a 25% open rate. Your emails, those two, haven't been seen by the same 25% of people. We've proven this time and time again. If you email and get a 25% open rate today and you email tomorrow and get a 25% open rate tomorrow, some of those people are going to be the same, for sure. You're raving fans, but a lot of them are going to be different people because some of them didn't get, you know, didn't get drawn in by that subject line. They had something else to do. They were cooking the dinner when you sent that email, whatever. And so that means that you've seen been seen by 25% of people today. Let's imagine 10% of them open the email again tomorrow. And the other 15% are totally different people who didn't open yesterday's email. That's amazing. Then the next day you email again, you get another 25% of people open. Some of them, hyper fans, they'll have seen every all of the three emails. Other people will be different. And so over the course of, say, a week, whether that's a, a week like Monday to Friday or a week including the weekend, Monday to Sunday, you've now been seen by five to seven potentially times more people on your list than if you just sent that one email that week. And so that really starts to help you. Again, when you've got a small list, you've got to start to put that message in front of more people. And that is by far the best way to do it. It totally is. The next thing I would recommend that you do is you actually use email campaigns, sequences of emails, not one single email. And we talk a lot of, we have talked for years about single emails don't work. You have to have a series of different emails structured together. And you want to have those emails structured together, which are purposely designed to make sales, not just to turn up and be nice. And and well, yeah, you still want to be nice during the sales process, but they're not just there to give more value and overwhelm and impress people. Please stop trying to impress people with your emails. Make sure that they're structured for sales. For example, one of our league members, Giselle uh, from Canada, um, she sent one email out at the beginning, uh, the very first email of one of our email campaigns that we give inside the league. And she made $700, just over $700 actually, in, from one email in a day. And she's got like Give or take 500 subscribers, just under 500 subscribers from what from what I can remember. So it's totally possible. And the only way that's possible is if you remember to stay focused on the outcome you want, which is not, oh, don't email them anything that, that, that's going to make them want to buy because they might also unsubscribe. Well, so what? Like, you want to focus on the reason they're on this email list for you is to make sales. And if you use good email marketing strategy, which I'm sure you will because you listen to this show, then you'll also be giving value along the way. So that's totally, totally possible to use these campaigns, these sequences that are structured specifically to drive sales. Don't forget it. In fact, just to drill into that for a second, there's the old adage that says that you, you should be able to try and make $1 per subscriber per month. And so many of the big gurus still tout that number around. I can tell you, we make more than that by far. But if you look at uh, Giselle as an example there, from just one email, she's making more than $1 per subscriber per month. Like that's one email out of the 30, I think she emails every day, out of the 30 she's likely to send this month or 31 or whatever. And that means that she's making way more than $1 or has the potential to make way more than $1 per subscriber per month. But again, that only comes from emailing more regularly. So by doing that, it doesn't take very long. By doing that, you really up your chances against the big guys with the big lists. And in fact, we work really hard. Not only were we not great at list building, and we're still only getting better at it now, really, because we just don't put that much effort in. Not only were we not great at building our list, but actually we very intentionally work to keep our list as small as we possibly can. And so what I mean by that is we regularly clean our list. We constantly 
constantly have our LOL revival campaign that you may have heard us talking about before. We constantly have that running to make sure we segment out the people who are not engaging anymore. And we run them through a re-engagement campaign, our revival campaign. It's called the LOL campaign. And bring the ones who re-engage back into the fold and then send the rest of them on their way. We literally log in uh, once every two weeks, pull up a big segment of all the people who didn't re-engage with us and they just get deleted. And even before they get deleted, they've been, we've stopped emailing them. As soon as we realise, nope, that person hasn't come back to us, they just stop receiving our emails and get queued to be deleted. And so we're constantly saying, great, and that's beneficial in so many ways. You get to, sorry to the email marketing platforms, but you to get to give your email marketing platforms less money. Uh, yay. You get to have a cheaper email marketing system. Uh, and generally speaking, your delivery is easier. Your list feel like you are closer to them. Like you can build, you can keep a relationship with one person going much better than you can with five, unless you're a gigolo. And so you can do that with your list, right? If you've got a small list, it's much easier to remain closely connected to them. So again, keep your list very small and intentionally clean it out of all of the deadwood, the people who aren't going to buy from you. So the great news is you can make a really good living, and like we have, and we continue to do, of course, by having not a massive list and purposely making it all about what is the value you can take and you can extract from that list by giving people things that are genuinely going to help them solve their problems and that they're going to enjoy. If you do want our list of the top 10 book recommendations that we know will absolutely improve your email marketing, we've put them together for you on our resources page, which you'll find over at emailmarketingheroes.com slash resources. Definitely go and check that out. I think you'll really like some of those unusual choices of some of our favorite books that will definitely improve your email marketing. Marketing. And if you want to chat about how you can maximize the value of your email list and uh, make more money from every subscriber on your list, come and hang out in our free Facebook group, the Email Marketing Show community. Let's talk about your list, talk about what you're doing, share what you're working on, and dig into our training and resources. Just go to Facebook and search for the Email Marketing Show community, and it'll pop right up. It's totally free. Let's get into this week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Okay, I've got one for you this week. Uh, this one it. is one I sent about just a few days ago. And the subject line is, are you cabbage, peas, or carrots? Carrots. <laughs> oh, it was rhetorical. It's rhetorical. And it's an interesting one because this is not sent to, like, a list of chefs or anything like that. Like that. This is a, a marketing list for entertainers, uh, one of my businesses. And... Literally, I'm asking them, are they cabbage peas or carrots? Very curiosity-driven. They kind of want to know what the heck is Kennedy talking about? What's going on here? Now, the theme of the actual email was the story how the other day I was so distracted on the phone to my sister talking about my dad, who's had some health condition, health issues recently, and just talking to my sister, concerned, trying to figure that situation out. And I allowed the carriage, the carriage, the carrots, cabbage, and peas to boil dry and steam dry and burn in a steaming pan, which is a ridiculous thing to ever be able to do. And didn't even know it was possible. And then I went into a lesson about, you know, sometimes you can be distracted by things. And so this very tightly fit into the message I was trying to, to create, but having these really strange, quite obtuse um, things in, in the subject line, and then turning it into a question where I'm asking you which one you are, really makes it even more curious. So by putting some unusual stuff in there and then making it personal and turning it into a question, you've got sort of three curiosity principles all piled up together and it did very lovely. That's this week's Subject Line of the Week. Subject Line of the Week. 
If you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't already, make sure you go ahead and hit the subscribe button. We have a new one of these every single Wednesday. Every Email single- marketing Wednesday. It's not going to catch on. Every single Wednesday, we have a brand new episode, so make sure you smash the subscribe button, and then you'll get a little notification when that happens. And if you think this episode's going to be helpful for the people that you're connected to, make sure you share it on social media. Let other people know about the email marketing show, because it really does help us to spread the word and get more people listening. It does. We'll see you all next week. I'm cabbage.